glory to Jesus. you Jesus we honor you Another beautiful, wonderful morning, friends. Welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. I want to thank God for another day like this. Today is the 8th of the month of October 2023. The Lord is faithful. His mercy endures forever. I hope you are alive and well this morning. Well, I believe the Spirit of God once again to grant us insight clarity and understanding even as we continue to journey further in the prophetic intentions of God for the day. This is a season that I believe is quite interesting in terms of the diversity of you know the dealings of God, the speakings of God and of course all of that is to prepare us for what is coming ahead. Whatever is coming ahead must be what amen, we are prepared for. We cannot afford amen, to be relax we cannot afford to be mediocre we cannot afford amen to lose sight of what the spirit of god is requiring and demanding of us in this season so we want to give ourselves amen yes what it entails to become all that the father wants us to be this morning the lord said to me i only use the best and you know the best oftentimes come out of you know a seasons of you know refinement a seasons of you know preparation so you may be in a situation this morning where you feel like I really don't understand what is going on in my life where well, you should because all that you're going through is to prepare you for the next amen season. The Lord said to me we are entering into a day of promotion. So we're going to be speaking this morning all right in relating to some of uh, the prophetic intentions. We're going to be tracking what I call, you know, prophetic metaphor. We, we we spoke a bit of that yesterday, but I didn't really go deep into it. So this morning again, we'll see how far we can, you know, uh, look into this word. We'll see what the Spirit of God is emphasizing and how how all of this word, amen, are playing out in our life. In fact, many of us are already in the midst of some of these, you know, dealings and, and speakings and, and demand of God. And if we don't have the right perspective, like we said yesterday, we will first of all assume that is the enemy that is, you know, that is, you know, at work in our life. Meanwhile, it is just God, amen, getting us ready for, you know, the next phase of his intention. So before we, you know, go further into this uh, presentation, let's pray. Let's ask the Lord to, to lead us, to guide us, to give us, you know, uh, you know, direction to open our heart, all right, to receive his word. You know, uh, uh, we used to look at the scripture in the book of Acts 20. The Bible says, mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Just before, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I began the broadcast this morning. The Lord drew my attention to that word again. This is the day where we've got to allow the word of God to prevail. 
over our life, over our space. We've got to let the word of God prevail over our thoughts. We've got to let the word of God prevail, amen, over even those prevailing challenges in our life. Whatever it is, it's time to calibrate our sight and see things through the eyes of God. And it's from that point and place that we'll be able to have, if you will, the right motivation, the right sense of grace and, and capacity and competence to continue. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We honor you once again. We glorify you for your prophetic demand. Thank you, Lord, for your comings. Thank you, Father, for your, yes, expression. Thank you, Father, for the way that you are coming, that you are speaking to us. Even in the midst of the tightness, in the midst of the, yes, challenges and contradictions, in the midst of the pain, you are still coming. You are still speaking to us. Just as you came, yes, into the garden, even when Adam and Eve had failed, had, you know, rejected and had committed, yes, one of the greatest sin of the, of, you know, of human generation. The Bible says you came down. You came. You still came to them. You still look for them. And we believe, oh God, that in this season, you are still looking for a people. You're looking for a generation. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It just reminded me of a scripture that you, you brought to my attention yesterday. Let me just quickly track the scripture. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Spirit of God. Isaiah 15, I think is verse 2. Hallelujah. We're gonna pr we're praying, we're looking at this scripture. You know, the moment I touched on I touch on that you know statement, you came and the Lord drew my attention back to the scripture. Isaiah 15, verse 2. Look at this word. All right, if you have your Bible, I want you to look at it. We're still praying. It says, When I came, when I came, why? Why, why was there no one when I came? When God says, when I came, why is that there was no one? You know, he said, when I, when I called, hallelujah, why was no one to answer me? I tell you, God is coming to us in this season. God is coming to us in this season and God is, hallelujah, making certain demand upon our life. And we want to present ourselves. We want to be ready. Amen. It says, when I came, why was there no one when I called? Hallelujah. Why were there no, where, where, where was there no one to answer me? Then he went further. He says, was my arm too short to deliver you? Do I like the strength to rescue you? Now, these are powerful words this morning that I believe the, the Spirit of the Lord is laying down to give us, amen, insight, direction, clarity. There's a coming of God in this season and there's a speakings of God. Father, we thank you this morning that as you continue to come, you're coming to bring us into a point and a place where we are better, yes, understood, where we are better prepared, where we are better informed. Thank you, Lord, that as you are calling, as you are speaking, Lord, we will not go into hiding, but rather we will, yes, come and we will listen, we will respond, we will hearken to your demand. Thank you once again this morning that as your spirit speak to us, as you bring us to a place of clarity, as you bring us to the place of what, what is known as a, a prophetic message metaphor you are speaking to us from a very from a new height from from another dimension that requires us to be mature to know and to be able to clearly see and interpret what you're saying thank you we pray this morning once again that as we corporately journey in that which your spirit oh god is steering is saying is speaking is expressing lord that we will oh, almighty god respond that we will corporately respond that we will indeed our heart will journey that our heart oh god will pulsate to us the voice to us the place of your speaking thank you oh god that as you point as you direct us to the next place you want us to be we will journey there you said this is the season 
of, of change. It's a season of migration. We read the scripture yesterday. Or rather, I, I share the scripture on some of the platforms uh, uh, on TikTok and I think one or two other platforms. In, 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 in the book of Jeremiah 7, 8, it says, Even the swallow understand their seasons of migration. It said, But my people, my people do not know the judgment of the Lord. They don't understand the comings of God. They don't understand my ways. Oh, Father, may we not be so captured in our own thing that we are forgotten that we can no longer respond to your coming, to your speakings, to your demand, to your requirements. Father, we lay aside this morning every form of distraction. We once again wear the cloak, oh God, of humility so we are able to hear, so we are able to listen, so we are able to respond. We want to come to the place where our faith once again is, is, is boosted. We want to come to a point, a place in you where we are encouraged Courage, oh God, to stand, to keep our eyes on you. We want to we want to come to the place where we maintain you in focus, oh God. We don't want to be distracted and be derailed by the lies of the enemy. We don't want, oh God, to be shifted. We want to maintain that point and place where our life remain relevant to your insight and counsels, your ways. You said your ways are not our ways. Your ways are not our ways. Your thoughts are not our thoughts. He said, as the, high, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are your ways higher than our ways, your thoughts than our thoughts. This morning, Lord, we once again ask that you grant us the desire. Yes, only you can give us the desire to maintain a heart that is stayed on you. Only you can give us the desire to maintain, oh God, a heart that is stayed on you, that is focused on you. In this season that we can be so easily leered, we can be so easily distracted. In this season that we can be so easily involved in things that your heart, oh God, has shifted from. Oh Father, we pray this morning that you will help us to maintain, oh God, a tightness of focus. To maintain a resolve, oh God, that cannot be shifted. Thank you, Father, for a company of people that are emerging in this season. Yes. They said, if not for the Lord of Sabbath, who has left us a seed, we would have become like Sodom and Gomorrah. When you came to the, to, you know, to the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, it was difficult for you to find a company of people who are righteous, except for Lot. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you will grant us that in this season that will be focused, Almighty God. Even as Lot was focused, even though he found himself in the wrong place, but he was able to maintain the culture of your kingdom. Yes, Father, we pray that we will maintain this morning a culture of your kingdom. That we will not, oh God, be assimilated. We refuse to be assimilated to the distractions of the day. We refuse to be captured by the system, oh God, yes, of the day. We rise up and we declare that we are living this place and we are coming to the place that you have ordained for us. You said the swallow know their time of migration. Yes, the turtle dove know their time of, of movement. Father, we pray that in this season that you are calling us to live where we are to the next place of your divine intention the lord that we will respond that we will not be weighed down by so-called achievements that we will not be boggled down oh god by you know the things that the world yes want us to focus on Help us to see. Help us to have a higher vision. Help us to have a better understanding. Help us to see eternal things. Help us to appreciate eternal things. Help us to know where our wealth is. You say, where? Yes. The treasure of a man is. That's where their heart will be. This morning we pray that we will find and truly understand 
what is our treasure who is our treasure so we can oh god respond corporately to the dealings of your spirit i thank you for everyone that will be joining us this morning thank you father for every man every woman oh god that your heart is stirring thank you father for men and women that you are preparing thank you father for leaders teachers apostles prophets oh god businessmen businesswomen oh god career people that you are preparing you said to me this morning this is a moment a season of promotion and when you begin to speak in that light we need oh god to understand we need to sit down and ask what are you saying now when you speak we cannot just assume when we hear promotion we cannot just assume selfishness and self-centeredness oh we help us to understand what you mean when you say this is the time of promotion yes we can see that Elisha was about to be promoted. And yet we understood what it took. We are seeing, oh God, through hindsight, we see what it, what it, what it took, oh God. We saw the path that Elijah had to, had to travel through to get to that promotion. And so we thank you once again. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Help us not to be captured by words that we don't understand help us to be alive and alert to your to your heart to your mind i bless you this morning that we have been aligned we have been adjusted your spirit yes is granting us once again grace insight understanding and we're saying yes to your ways we say once again may your kingdom come it's a day of your kingdom it's a day of your kingdom. And in this new day, Father, we want to know everything. We want to understand everything that kingship represents. Because it's in knowing Christ that we appreciate the values of the kingdom. So we thank you that as we focus more on Christ, we become parts, we become carriers of the values of the life of the nature of the kingdom. Oh, hallelujah. We celebrate you, Jesus. Come, have your way once again. Lead us further. Take us yonder. Hallelujah. Take us beyond the minds of men. Bring us to the place of your divine counsels and intention. Let wisdom continue to build us. Let wisdom continue to build us. Let understanding furnish us. Let, yes, oh God, knowledge empower us. The knowledge of the Holy One. We pray this morning that we will be, yes, whole, complete, oh God, lacking nothing. That we will become that edifice, oh God, a house that will reflect your glory and express, oh God, your desire and intention to our generation. We thank you that as creation continues to grow, Father, that we will become indeed the reflection yes of that life called sons of god oh father we pray this morning that you will continue to deal with us and walk in us until yes father you have found enough vessel tools in our life to use for your glory yes lord thank you for the spirit oh god of refinement thank you lord that you are dealing with us and you are removing the dross we are becoming a people ready and prepared to show forth your glory this is one of the best seasons to be, to be alive, particularly if you live in the continent of Africa. This is our day. And Father, we recognize this. And we take our position at the gate 
And we refuse, oh God, any power, any force of the enemy to frustrate your counsels and intention. From South Africa, oh God, yes, to, to, to East Africa, to, to West Africa, oh God, to Central Africa. We proclaim and we declare to North Africa that your hand is upon the continent, oh God. That your hand, oh God, that is, yes, awakening and preparing a people indeed will continue, oh God, yes, to rise for yourself, oh God. A people ready and prepared. We thank you. We say yes to your ways. We say, come Lord Jesus, do as you will, do as you desire. Let a new church emerge, a new company of people, oh God, whose heart and life are committed, consecrated to the order of your intentions for this season. We thank you. We honor you. We bless you, God, for your hand of favor, for your goodness that is leading us. Oh, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Friends, once again, welcome. Thank you, everyone, if you're joining us this morning. Welcome. We believe God for great things. The Lord has been coming to us. He's been speaking to us. And I tell you, we rejoice, amen, yes, in the declarations of God's word. Because imagine imagine our life without God's word. Imagine our life without without dossier the Lord. Just imagine your life without dossier the Lord. Just imagine your life without a sense of direction. I mean, you want to talk about developing hope, amen. You know, increasing in faith, you know, getting to know what the love of God is, living a life, amen, you know, that will impact generation. All of that, amen, is because God keeps speaking to us. God keeps speaking to us. Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. And this is the beauty. Amen. That when you come to this kind of, you know, our community, if you come to our platform, you don't just hear, amen, some stale word. You don't just hear some stale bread. We don't feed you with stale bread. Amen. We try as much as possible to give you, amen. Yes, dossier the Lord. We may not be saying dossier the Lord, but every word, amen, that we speak, amen, are embedded enrich, amen, in the revelation, amen, of the intentions of God for the day. And that's the beauty. That is what gets me excited, amen, that we can bring, amen, the now word of God, the Daba of God. Hallelujah. I'm excited because yesterday God began to speak to us, amen, about this season known as a season of prophetic metaphor. Hallelujah. And we're tracking the scripture that I introduced yesterday. Amen. I said, you know, years back, 28 years ago, there about almost 30 years ago, when, you know, when I was a pastor, the Lord gave me that word. Amen. We have a sister, a little sister, and she has no breast. What are we going to do in the day that she's been spoken of? In the day that, amen, she's been, you know, spoken of in terms of, amen, you know, have been given out in marriage. And yesterday, the Lord began to bring back this word, amen, and relate and relate it to, amen, that which he's saying to us regarding this season. And of course, the moment the Lord began to speak to me along that line, I know the spirit of God is saying, I am making a demand for a mature people, amen, yes, to emerge in this season. I am calling forth, amen, yes, I want to see a people, amen, mature, because of course that scripture is about maturity, but the, the, the beauty is, is, the, is the metaphoric concept, amen, to which, amen, that God is speaking, and I'm hoping this morning that we'll be able to look into some of this insight, we'll be able to understand, amen, this, 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 you know, a, a comings of God, because God will be coming to us, like he said to me, I will be coming to you, amen, in metaphors, 
That means that, amen, God wants us to mature in order to be able to pick what he's saying. God is encoding his word, amen, within the circumstances of life, within the challenges of life. God will be using people, like I said yesterday, will be using, you understand, you know, situation, situation that will look very terrible, contrary, situation that will bring pain, situation that will bring, you know, turmoil into your life. God will be using all kinds of, you know, conditions and, 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 and realities, amen, yes, to, 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 to come to you, to speak to you. Now, if you fix your eyes on just what you're seeing, you're going to miss what God, amen, wants you to see. So, the days that we live in requires, amen, that we move from the usual, that we move from the obvious and begin to, amen, you know, if you will, you know, peep into, kind of, you know, seek to gaze into what we are not seeing, what you know, everybody is not saying, and that was how Jesus, in fact, related in his day. Remember that Jesus spoke, amen, in parables. Jesus had two kinds of audience, all right. Jesus had two kinds of audience. The first audience, of course, were his disciples, the second audience are those who are without, amen, who do not really have understanding. And many a times, when we talk about knowing Jesus, we, 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 we tend to, you know, uh, you know, you know, talk about him, we tend to relay with him or you know, interact with him from you know that dimension that is known as outsiders in fact at some point when jesus was speaking even the disciples did not understand he was he was quite you know cross with them he was angry with them he said are you also like them can't you understand these things that i'm saying don't you get these things that i'm trying to say what are these things you're talking about? Why are you speaking in parables? Why, why, why is your language, your words, you know, shrouded in, in, you know, in, in confusion? What are you trying to do? Jesus said, no, this is how the kingdom operates. <laughs> so as we continue to grow and advance into the realities, amen, of the kingdom, we are going to, amen, yes, be dealing with metaphoric language. We're going to be dealing with, amen, yes, uh, uh, you know, the comings of God, the speakings of God that will be embedded, that will be coded. And the reason for that, so that, amen, yes, the charlatans, you understand, yes, the falsehood, the merchants will not hijack the things of God. So what God is doing in this season, God is almost like, you understand, putting more security, amen. They're securing the prophetic, amen, intentions of God. They are hiding the things of God so that, amen, minds that are not elevated, minds that are not aligned with Christ, minds, amen, that are not in tune with the will of God, with the purposes of God, with the desires of God, minds, amen, that have not been broken, you know, that have not come to the place of submission, you know, lofty minds will not be able to touch these things. The Bible says, eyes are there, but they cannot see, ears are there, but they cannot hear, lest they should repent. So the conditions of our heart, the configurations of our heart, amen, will be what will allow us to unlock the things that God, amen, will be releasing. And in fact, that is releasing in our day. I hope I'm making sense to somebody this morning. So, one of the things that we are looking at, okay, is tracking the season with prophetic GPS. And of course, that GPS, amen, is what gets, guides us, excuse me, is what guides us, is what leads us. That's what a GPS does. It gives you, amen, a, a coordinates. It gives you clarity, direction. Amen. It gives you, yes, a pattern of how to move, how to get to, yes, uh, uh, you know, a destination. All right. Now, this morning, as I woke up, the Lord drew this, you know, dropped this word in my spirit. All right. This is a day of promotion, but this promotion is coming with purpose. 
Alright, of course, God is in the business of promoting his own. Amen. God is in the business of promoting his own. God promotes his own message, but God also promotes, amen, yes, his own people. But that is just not what, uh, that's not what I, I am, you know, I'm focusing on this morning. But I'm just giving you some kind of, you know, uh, 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 insight into, you know, the dealings of God, the speakings of God and the direction of, of, of God, amen, for our day. Now, the word promotion, I, I think it's important that we look at this because what, what, what I'm going to be sharing, what I'm sharing, amen, is going to be connecting to this. Let's let's look at that quickly. All right. Thank you, my dear sisters, uh, uh, Tina, for joining this morning. Amen. Really appreciate that. All right. Let's let's just quickly uh, look at this now. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at this word, you know, promotion. Promotion comes from the term, amen, or it refers to the act of promoting, all right, to, it's referring to, to the act of, you know, promoting, you know, or advertising a product, all right? Promotion, we're looking at the word promotion because this is how God speaks to me. And when God speaks, that, that means there's something he really wants us, amen, to understand. Now, when God speaks, amen, it's important that we do not presume or we do not assume what he's saying. I mean, anybody can look at the word promotion and suddenly, amen, you start jumping off. Of course, we're supposed to be excited. But then our jumping off should not be self-centered. Because whatever God promotes, it promotes, amen, with a prophetic agenda. That's something that I really want us to look into, all right? Because this word promotion, in fact, amen, refers to two things, okay? Yes, it's an increase, all right? It's, it's moving from one point to another, all right? It's moving from one lower point to a one higher point, okay? Yes, that, that's, that's, that's one promotion, amen. We can be promoted, amen, in our workplace. We can be promoted, yes, uh, uh, through, you know, our efforts. There are all kinds of means and ways, Amen. Well, we, we can get promoted. You understand? If you continue, the Bible says, seeing a man diligent, amen, in his work, he will be made to see it, amen. Yes, with kings, with princes, all right, not with mere men. So, we, we, there are all kinds of ways and means that God, amen, can promote us, that life can promote us. But we need to understand what God is saying in terms of, amen. You see, when God speaks, he speaks from a prophetic, hallelujah, value system. What is that? God speaks into the future. God speaks into, amen, that which will be, that which ought to be, that which, amen, aligns with his intention. So that when God speaks and he uses a word to speak, you don't want to. The least thing you want to do, the last thing you want to do, amen, is to use your suke, your mindset, is to use, amen, human dictionary, is to use human mentality, human value system to try to understand God. If you do, you are going to to miss what he's saying because anybody can look at the word promotion hallelujah and purpose and deduce amen what they believe what god is saying what they believe amen yes uh, uh the spirit of god is saying but so i i want to disabuse your mind from that i want you to listen to me and listen well and try to understand what the spirit of god is saying so that we all can have a corporate understanding wisdom is building a house in this season hallelujah You hear what I said? Wisdom is building. And when wisdom builds, wisdom uses the tools of words. Hallelujah. The intentions of God, amen, are wrapped in words, are carried in words. So if we don't know how to use word, if we don't understand the meaning of word, if we, if we don't understand the intentions of words, if there's anything the woke culture of our day has done is to pervert the meaning of words. 
When I say promotion, what comes to your mind? Certain things certainly comes to your mind. Alright? So it's important that we continue to give clarity and definition to how we use words to convey the word of God. How we use words to convey the mind of God. Are we clear, friends? Are you following me? Alright? So God said to me, these are days, these are, these are the seasons of promotion, but this promotion are coming with purpose. Remember that purpose, amen, is the intention of a cause. Did you hear what I've just said? Purpose is the intention of, amen, a cause, a vision. David says, is there not a cause, amen, for me to be here? <laughs> Hallelujah. He said to his brother, amen, when they said, David, who did you leave the ship for? What are you doing here? All right. David said to them, is there not a cause for me to be here? Is there not a reason? There's a reason why, amen, they brought me. There's a reason why they left. They asked me to leave the ship to come here. You understand? There's a reason why they promoted me. You see, promotion always come with migration. Promotion always come, amen, with transition. Promotion always come, amen, from, you know, you know, you know, from point A, all right, to point B. But promotion comes with all kinds of, if you will, intricacies that more oftentimes we don't like, we don't want. All right. But I need us to understand that when God begins to speak about promotion, it's because he has something in stock. He has something in mind. It's because there is an agenda he wants to fulfill. All right. So that's something that I really want us to, first of all, to establish. But let me go back and finish all right, uh, uh, this uh, um Definition, we say the term promotion refer to the act of promoting or advertising a product or service to attract more customer. All right. This is just a general, you know, a, a dictionary terminology definition. You understand? To, ask, to attract more customer. All right. Of course, to generate more sales. So when God start promoting certain things, all right, just like humans, it's because there are things, amen, he wants to attract. There are things he wants to, amen, if you will, you know, ad advertise. Uh, and you know, you know, the Lord himself promoted Jesus Christ. The Bible says that as he came out of River Jordan, the heavens were open. You talk about God, amen, himself being, amen, a brand manager, being, amen, yes, a, you know, a, a marketer. The Bible says, as Jesus came out of the water, you've got to know this, please, not what I'm trying to say. The Bible says, the voice of God, hallelujah, yes, spoke from heaven. And God says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. If that is not promotion, amen, what is it? God has a way of promoting, amen, yes, his own, his thing. He has a way of promoting, amen, his, his intention, his, his counsel, hallelujah, yes. So we are in a day where God, amen, is going to be promoting. In fact, he has already begun to promote, yes, his purpose. But listen to this, beyond just God promoting a thing, God is actually promoting a people. Because whatever God has, amen, are hidden in people. Whatever God wants to do, and this is where it gets a bit, you know, uh, uh, interesting, okay? Whatever God wants to do, whatever God, amen, is doing, all the prophetic announcement, all of the things that we've been talking about, all of the things we've been saying God, amen, is up to, wants to do in our day. Whatever it is that you have read in the scripture, amen, that God is going to carry out in the end of days are going to be done through an instrument called people. 
think about that. I really want that to sink deep. If God, amen, is going to change Canada, if God is going to change America, if God is going to change Australia, if God is going to change, amen, yeah, uh, uh, Swaziland, if God is going to change Eswatini, if God is going to change, amen, Zambia, Mozambique, if God is going to come, amen, into Malawi, hallelujah, God is going to find a people. Amen. Who have aligned with him, aligned with his counsel, aligned with his desire, who understand his ways, who understand his timing. And when those people are ready in the way that God, amen, designed, God himself start promoting them. He start promoting them. Now, what is he promoting? He's promoting his investment in their life. Just like he promoted David. He promoted Joseph earlier. Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a gift of interpreting dream. Hallelujah. Who, interp- who, who promoted the gift? It was God. But that's one. And I need you to understand that aspect. So, in the light of this, that indeed God promotes, amen, yes. His grace, his giftings, his intentions. If you will, it's economy. That's a good word, amen, to capture all of the things that God, amen, has embedded within our life. You can, def- you can refer to th- those things, amen, as the economy of God. The economy of God is the summation, amen, of the provisions of God, amen, of the tools, of the dispensations, of, of the grace and the giftings of God and how to dispense those things into society. Yes, it's called the economy. Economy is not just about, you know, being able to buy and sell. Economy is a philosophy, amen, that seeks to promote, amen, an agenda, amen. Yes, within that agenda, yes, there are traits. Yes, in the kingdom, there are traits. In the kingdom, hallelujah, yes, there are dimensions of, 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 of lifestyle. They want us, amen, to know, to understand. You see, money is but a tool. A tool for what? A tool to promote an agenda, a vision, hallelujah, yes. That's why they said, you know, uh, uh, you know, economy is about is about either offering a service or you know selling something. But I'm not about that this morning. I'm just trying to use material, natural things to help us to capture what God is up to. You see, as we have things that you know that are taking place in the human realm, so we have things, Amen, that are happening in the realm of the spirit that we also need. Alright, to be aware of. As we have natural needs, material needs, amen. We also have spiritual needs, amen. As we as we are able to walk in certain understanding that we learn things and we become competent, amen. So also in the spirit, amen. Yes, God is looking for a people in this season, amen, that are mature, amen, that are ready, that are prepared, amen, to carry out his intention. Imagine you in the natural realm, you know, Claiming that you are able to do certain things. Claiming that you are able to produce certain things. Claiming that you are able to, you know, uh, to, to service certain things. Only for them to ask you to do it and then you don't know what to do. I mean, we have people like that. <laughs> Who run bogus, you know, business. But alas, it's just... <laughs> are, you getting, are you getting the point? There are people who live their life in, 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 in deception, you know. They are the very expression of, you know, of, of fake. They claim, amen, what, amen, they are not. 
They claim to know, they claim to promote, they claim to have what, amen, they are totally clueless of. It's the same thing that applies to, amen, spiritual reality. There are people who claim that, amen, they know certain things. There are people claiming to be apostles, claiming to be prophets, but really they have not even imbibed the values of what makes, of what defines, of what builds, amen, yes, a true identity of of a prophet or an apostle or you know any of the ascended ministry gifts so there will be periods where you will be tested before heaven promotes you before heaven promotes amen what you claim to know to have about him amen there will be a period there will be seasons amen of test of of tests Alright, before Jesus came out earlier out of Jordan, heaven already knew. The Bible says he had learned obedience by the things he suffered. He had come to a place where amen, his entire life had, had, you know, had, had been yielded, surrender, amen, yes, to the required standard of God. The moment we do our path, God has a way. Of promoting his own so that is one aspect promotion in terms of you know advert you know adv- advertisement God God advertises on but the other side of promotion is the concept of elevation seeing that you have been faithful you've been committed you have shown amen that you are trustworthy you are faithful to the things of God okay they will promote you. They will elevate you. They will put you in a man in a state, in a position of authority. It's going to be happening in the midst of the confusions and the quagmire and the challenges and the needs, amen, and the sense of hopelessness that is pervading society. A new cream, hallelujah, of people that we have not heard of before. Maybe we know them, but we don't know what, amen, they've been through, what they have gone through. We don't know their journey. Suddenly, there's going to be, amen, a promotion in their life. Not because these people suddenly woke up one day and God decided, oh, I'm going to, no, no, no. That is is a way of God, amen, proving and showing that he rewards the process and the journey, amen, that we have provided. God is going to begin to promote. And the reason for that, I will tell you, it's not just because you know, these people have been committed and have been faithful, amen, in one thing. No, it's because God has found them ready. God has found them, amen, yes, you know, as, as men and women that he can entrust with nations. He can entrust, amen, with cities. He can entrust them. I mean, many of the of those today who are jostling, all right, yeah, for the soul of society, who are into politics and all kinds of things, many of them are not even found worthy and faithful, you understand, to lead their own home, not to talk of community, but they want to lead a nation. And this is the reason why many of them will fail and fall in this end of days. Why? Because the days we're living, like I said, amen, are days being, amen, promoted by a prophetic activity. So what is going to be taking place in this season is that, amen, there's going to be, amen, a challenge. There's going to be a battle, hallelujah, that, amen, is going to be fought from a position of a spiritual warfare. Now, when we talk about spiritual warfare, what do you think of? What comes to your mind? Fighting in the spirit. No, we, we, we fight in the spirit, amen, to gain grounds, amen, yes, in the human realm. 
Every spiritual warfare is because, amen, there's a territory to be possessed, to be taken in the natural human space. Because the earth, hallelujah, by design is spiritual. Humans are spiritual. Either they want to believe it or not, amen. Either they call themselves 80s or not. The, the fact that they are breathing, the fact that, amen, yes, they are able to coordinate, they are able to think, they are able to reason, they are able to walk, they are able to eat. All of that, amen, yes, is a reflection, amen, of the mechanism of spirituality because God in the beginning spoke forth his word, amen. And everything that we see in the natural being, amen, in the natural life came to order. They may not accept, they may not believe it, but everything that God created, amen, carries a spiritual flavor, a spiritual dimension. And this is why it's important that if you're a spiritual person, that you don't give up, that you don't give up hope, that you don't throw in the towel, that you don't stop believing, that you don't stop acting in faith. Because I tell you, even the trees, amen, respond to the voice of God. The mountains respond to the voice of God. The oceans respond to the voice of God. How much more the heart of men. I believe in the power, hallelujah, of true biblical spirituality. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that God, amen, right now is changing people. I mean, if these things are not real, why is it that God, amen, through just a declaration of a word, can convict the heart, amen, yes, of criminals? I was watching yesterday night just before I went to bed. I was listening to a guy's testimony. He said they, they were they, they they were at this point. I mean, I can't remember what year was this, but he's an elderly person now. He said somewhere in Soweto, I guess it was in Soweto here in South Africa. He said they were just ready to go and bomb this church, to go and waste the life of the people in this church. I mean, this guy is 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 terrible. He's brutal. He'd given the order. He said, but you know. Before we do that, let's just go in, you know, in the in the next two minutes and just look at the face of the people that we are going to waste, that we're going to destroy. Let's just look at their face. So they sat, he said they, they came into the church and they sat at the back, the, the, you know, towards the back side of the of the of the pew and they were just making noise and all of that. And I think maybe a pastor, an elder came and just said to them, please, guys, you know, reduce your noise he said, because they were trying to create the distraction. He said, then this lady came and gave a testimony. He said he was captured by the beauty of this lady. This guy, this is the gangster talking. He said he was captured by the beauty of this lady that was just giving testimony. As this lady finished her testimony, remember, it was just two minutes for them to come in and look at what's going on. They go out and bomb and kill everybody. He said, then this evangelist came and started preaching. Boom, the Lord arrested his heart. He said he began to weep. He didn't know how. <laughs> he just started weeping. God arrested him. And all the bombs and whatever they have brought to destroy the lives of people, he had to give it away. And of course, you know, the rest of the story is that he's been all over the world preaching and declaring. What I'm saying is, even the most hardest criminal, when they come in contact, hallelujah, with the power of God's word, with the power of truth, with the, listen, the power of God's word, 
only works through a life that is consecrated. Imagine if the person that was, you know, doing service, that they live in service, they are not in the spirit, they are not, amen, working with God. Like we see today, people are very carnal, selfish, and all kinds of nonsense they are doing in the name of God. Imagine if people are just doing all, the lives of the people that have been wasted, but there was a conviction, there was a convicting of the presence of God in that atmosphere. To me, that's the gospel. I get in the point. That is God saying, I want to use this vessel. You think you're wicked. You think you're strong. I'm going to show you who is the strongest. God arrested that man. I mean, I was also arrested like that. But years ago when I gave my life, I went to church to look for a girl. I said, that church, oh, there are a lot of girls there. I didn't know when my legs start wobbling. I mean, I was at the, you know, at, at the, uh, you know, at the, at, at the back side of the church. I didn't know how I found my way to the front. My hands lifted, giving my. That is the power of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that power has not changed. My point is, God does announce and you know announces His own. But he does that for a reason. God, amen, was God, God set that man up. Amen. God set him up. Because that man said he's been to Pentagon, he's been to different part of the world preaching the gospel. Imagine the life that this man, this man have already wasted. But God was ready, just like Paul earlier. Yes, on the road to Damascus. Damascus. God has a way. Of giving us a promotion of promoting his own and that's something that I, I really want us to look into because I want us to understand the what it, what it takes what it takes for God amen to bring us to a point and a place where he elevates us not just promote something that we have but where he literally take us amen from here amen to there because in Listen, the Bible says promotion does not come from the north or south. Promotion does, does not come from, you know, government. Does not come from politicians. Promotion comes from above. Promotion comes from God. God promotes, amen, his own. So you may be walking, you may be committed to the things of God. Nobody knows you. Nobody cares. Nobody even sees what you're doing. But a day, a time is going to come. And you can see that through the scripture. I mean, we can, we can, we can, we, we, we can preach a whole gospel around, amen, God promoting people look at joseph god promoted him look at daniel look at esther amen god promoted all of them look at deborah god promoted look at ruth god promoted but the point is when we are going through a season a period where god amen wants to promote us do we truly understand do we truly agree that what i'm going through right now amen is for my promotion oftentimes we don't see it and that's why i say amen that we're in a day we're in a season of prophetic metaphor because Promotion always, amen, always come, often come, amen, in demotion. Promotion always, amen, yes, veneer themselves, cover themselves, amen, in demotion. Sometimes, most times, when God wants to promote you, it will look as if you are being demoted. It will sound as if you have been demoted. But when you walk, when you understand, amen, the ways of God, when you understand the dealings of God, and I think that is one of the most important things we need to get into our brain in this season, that God's way are not our way. 
God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And if we're going to make it, if we're going to succeed, if we're going to continue to advance, amen, we have to shift out of our own way. We have to shift out of our own thought, our ideas, our belief system, amen. All of the things that, that we seek to want to use and promote is not going to work. Hallelujah. We have to wait. In fact, you know the story. When Joseph, amen, after he had given the interpretation to the butler, you know, and the baker, I mean, he said, where you guys get to, you know, <laughs> when you get to the palace, remember me. Remember me. You know, many, many times we think it's our gift that promotes us. No, 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 no. It's not our gift that promotes us. It's our faithfulness and commitment to the cause. God, yes, God has given us the gift for what reason? To promote, amen, the agenda of the kingdom. This morning, the Lord said to me, I only use the best. I only use the best. So, whatever I have committed, I've given to you. You've got to, amen, work on that thing until you become a master in that thing. Hallelujah. I want to be the best preacher that I can be. Hallelujah. Not that I'm in competition with anybody, but I want to be the best. Hallelujah. I want to use the best. I want to offer God the best. Amen. Because, listen, only the best attracts the kings of the earth. Only the best attracts the kings of the earth. And for you to be God's best, oh God. <laughs> you just need to begin to go back and look at scripture and look at, amen, what people went through. From dungeon to dungeon. <laughs> from imprisonment to imprisonment. From suffering, amen, to suffering. I mean, they said the way up is the way down. But the world is telling us something else. And the, and, the, and the lies that is being promoted in the church today is telling us something else. God says, the way I'm going to promote you, the way I'm going to elevate you, the way I'm going to bring you to a place of renown is when you surrender and submit to the process of my humility. I want to break you. I want to break you. I want to bring your flesh. I want to bring your idea, your identity to the cross so that when I begin to use you amen the gifts the grace the power the wisdom the anointing amen the resource that will be flowing through your life will not get into your head because oftentimes when we are promoted suddenly this idea of arrival amen begins to play in our, in our brain our mind by the time you build, God knows what you've done X, Y, Z. It comes to you. See what, see what my hands have done. This is what, amen. This is what I've brought kings down. This brought, amen, Nebuchadnezzar. Now listen to this. God is no respecter of a man. You're born again. You're not born again. If you abuse the gift of God, you abuse the position of God. You abuse the grace of God. You abuse, amen. Yes, the skill God has given to you. He will bring you down. Because God gives us giftings, talents for the advancement of his kingdom. And if you don't know what the kingdom is, you better inquire before you start running. Before you start making noise. Before you think that you've arrived. You understand? You better know why they gave you what they gave to you. So that you can use it to the max to advance the cause and the purpose to which, hallelujah, they gave it to you. Is somebody listening this morning? 
let me quickly connect what I'm saying to this scripture that I call a prophetic metaphor. You know that the term prophetic means, yes, the expressions of God, the ways of God, the desires of God, the agendas of God, amen, being carried out by those who have surrendered themselves, amen, to the dealings of God. <laughs> the spirit, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Prophecy, amen, is the unveiling, is the unveilings of the agendas of God, is the way God earlier wants to reveal himself. It's not just about thus said the Lord, it's also the means, the way, amen, God wants to unveil himself, God wants to reveal himself. It's about the season that he wants to reveal himself, hallelujah. Are you getting me? So if God says a season is over, a method is over, <laughs> the prophetic demand that we do what? that we adjust immediately, that we are being poor from system to system. That we are being brought from vessel to vessel. So in this season, God says, I'm coming to you through prophetic metaphor. And it's of that, you know, a, a reason why I, I you know, I, I began to explain to us what a prophetic metaphor is. Where, where's that word again? I was defining prophetic metaphor. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay. I don't think I've shown. Uh, all right. Uh, here's it. I, I don't think I, I've explained it. Let's quickly look at it. All right. A metaphor is a what? Is a figure of speech that describe, amen, an objective. Or excuse me, an object that describe an object or even an objective or an action in any way that isn't literally true but help to explain an idea or make, amen, comparison metaphor god speaks through prophetic metaphor and this is where most people goof we miss it the scripture is filled with metaphor this is the reason why many people today even theologians you know people call themselves new testament theologians they basically in fact there's a there's an agenda there is a theology today that is literally pushing aside the old testament Listen, the Old Testament is a metaphor. The Old Testament is a metaphor. That's why we call it a shadow. A shadow is not real, but a shadow reflects, hallelujah, the substance. And they use that shadow, amen, to speak to us, to teach us about something that, amen, we cannot see in the brilliancy of the light. That's the best way I can explain it. Amen. The New Testament is light. But this light is so bright that many of us really cannot understand it. I remember growing up. I grew up in a church where the elevation, the revelation of Jesus was very shrouded, was very limited. So all that I knew are things around, amen. Yes, Jesus, are things around, you understand, what you call the New Testament you know, a, 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 a belief system, issues of faith, issues of grace, you understand? Issues of mercy, issues of, you know, prosperity, issues of healing. Yes, those were things that were amplified and those things are important. But you cannot understand those things outside the context, amen, of the giver. The revelation of Jesus was minimal. In fact, to a certain degree, some people don't even know. That there's something called the revelation of God. We talk Jesus. 
we, we preach around Jesus, but very few people. And you know why I know? Because the character, amen, of the people, the lifestyle of the people negates the very nature and cry of the, of, of the lifestyle of Christ. And this is where I began to get worried. But we go to church, we hear all this nice message, you know, and we all scream and shout. And there was so much activity, pomp and pageantry around this thing. But I'm very weak. I'm being defeated and I see the same thing in the life of people and everybody's sleeping around all kinds of crazy things going on people are lying people are cheating on themselves I mean every things are just like amen the way the, the way the, you know the, the, the way you know you know when we're in the world it's just that now we call Jesus this is where I began to ask you know something something must be wrong then I realized that what was wrong was <laughs> the house do not have Jesus <laughs> because it is Jesus that really changes a people it is the revelation of Jesus not the revelation about Jesus it is the revelation of Christ the entire the entire book of revelation is about a person the revelation of Jesus Christ you say you can find Jesus even in the manifestations of dragons yes and they, and they, you, you, you mean you can relate Jesus to all the beasts and all of those things that you read in the book of Re Yes. Because if you don't understand the revelation of Jesus and you're focusing, you understand, on eschatology, on what the Antichrist is going to do, on, you know, the, you know, the seventh seal and all of that, you are going to get yourself in a state, amen, of confusion, amen. And in fact, you're going to get yourself in a state, amen, of misinterpretation. And this is what I'm seeing today because people are lazy. People are spiritually lazy to find Christ, to know his ways. I mean, Jesus said before Abraham, I was. Abraham earlier was in existence before the law. <laughs> he backdated, amen, even our belief of the law. He said before Abraham, I was. When was the law? Moses' day. Abraham lived before Moses. Abraham was a man, the great great grandfather of Moses. What, what's my point? My point is that if we don't if we don't understand Jesus Christ in his true ascended light, we will not we will not be able to find Jesus. Amen. Yes, in in Genesis, we won't see him in Exodus. We will not understand, you know, what he was doing in numbers. We will not understand, amen, his position and lifestyle in Deuteronomy. Oh, come on, let's, is somebody listening to me? You won't see him in Joshua. You won't understand what he was doing earlier among the prophets. He's been there. He will always be there earlier. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning. Now, Alpha and Omega does not mean, all right, uh, the beginning and the end, amen. The beginning and everything in between hallelujah that beginning and the end is because we like it or not many of the things that people went through in the old testament you will agree with me if you're honest that we're all going through it today the difference is amen we have amen yes a better covenant Based on faith based on the grace amen based on the knowledge amen of the one who has come and who has taken our place now we can amen yes through that revelation through that knowledge go through the same thing they went through earlier come out on scale come out amen more victorious 
come out earlier as a champion. Not cascading, not dying, amen. Not giving in. In fact, many of them, hallelujah, had greater faith than us. And yet we claim that we are, amen, the new covenant. I don't think we really truly understand what it means, amen, to live life within the context, amen, of the new covenant. I don't think we understand that. Hallelujah. I do not think we understand that. I do not think we understand what, amen, yes, the, 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 the term ecclesia means. I do not think so. I think people are still confused. People are still deceived, all right, because we have come to certain terminology, all right, and we promote a terminology, but we do not have the experience. We do not have the life. We do not have, amen, the authority to back what we claim, amen, we have. It's like, it's like saying, it's like saying, oh, all is well. You know, like we always say in the, in the body of Christ, in the charismatic, oh, all is well. But you know things are not well. And you know that you're not doing, amen, yes, you're not living the lifestyle that will lead you to the point and place where all can be well. But you keep saying all is well because they say confess. Confession does not bring reality if, you're, if, you're, if your life is not embedded, amen, in the value system, in the structural understanding that will bring change. Change, amen, is a deliberate engagement, amen, with truth. Truth, amen, that is not embedded in your life cannot bring transformation. You can confess till you grow blue in the face. Nothing is going to happen, amen. Truth only, excuse me, change only occurs when we engage with the truth. Like I was sharing this morning, amen. Before, you know, I began the broadcast, I'd already done one or two uh, 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 little broadcasts <clears throat> on other platforms. You understand? Uh, the Bible talked about we developing, increasing in hope. You cannot have a hope or you cannot grow in hope if your hope is not anchored in the promise of God's word. I'm getting somewhere. You see, hope maketh not a shame. Hope does not disappoint. Why? The love of God is shed abroad in our heart. So if the revelation of the love of God, which is a person, God's love is a person. That love is Jesus Christ. The love of God is not a thing. It's not a feeling. The love of God is a person. If the love of God, amen, is not, amen, yes, increasing and growing in you, you don't have the ability, amen, yes, to maintain hope. At some point, you are going to give up. I'm speaking from experience. You are going to throw in the towel. You are going to, amen, compromise when, amen, they increase the heat. They say increase the heat earlier. Increase the, you know, the, the heat of the furnace seven times. We'll see. Oh, you can still claim you've got faith and you have hope. Amen. When you, you, feel, the, you feel the heat, you feel the fire, but uh, I can still manage. Wait until, hallelujah, they start increasing. Amen. Yes, that heat. Seven times. The real person, the real you will emerge. And they're doing that in our day. And we need to understand that context. Oh, well, we're not in the days of Daniel. But the reality of the manifestation of Daniel is before our eyes. And Hindu man, Ailea, the Prime Minister of, of United Kingdom, Rishi Suna, I mean, and Hindu man, just Ailea, broke the internet by making a declaration that they were not expecting, hallelujah, they were not expecting that to come from him. A man is a man, a woman is a woman. 
Everybody should know this. That is something that most Christians are afraid to even talk about today. That's a Hindu man. Who knew the, amen, the, 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 the impact? Who knew, amen, yes, the backlash of that statement? Yet, he wasn't considering his position as the prime minister amen, of, of a progressive you know, nation. He said, no, a man is a man, a woman is a woman, and nobody should be bullied, amen, for this truth. Wow. And yet, we know the truth today, and we're dancing around it. Because amen, we don't want a backlash. We don't want amen to go into the heat. We don't want to be thrown into the fire. Because the moment you stand for the truth, get ready. You're going to be thrown into the fire. Is somebody getting me? What do you believe? I keep asking, what do you believe? Oh, you don't know. Well, they will give you a reason. They will give you the opportunity to know. Because they will create issues they will create circumstance they will create events around you i call that prophetic metaphor it is to help you to discover it is to help you amen to know where you stand choose this day not tomorrow who you believe what you believe it still leads us back to amen starting from where starting from gilga you cannot want to proclaim and declare, thus hear the Lord, revelation, Bethel. But, amen, your experience, your engagement in Gilgal was not complete. They want to promote us. Heaven wants to promote us. They want to bring us to a point of leadership. When you talk about, amen, promotion, oftentimes, amen, the best way to capture that and to express that is given a position of leadership. But you know, like I know, amen, that promotion comes with his own baggage of responsibility. It's easy to be given, amen, yes, a position of promotion. But with promotion comes earlier, accountability, responsibility. With promotion comes earlier, yes, the ability to, to be more, even more faithful. But everybody wants to be promoted. Everybody wants, amen, yes. To be given a new post. Listen. God doesn't promote us because of the seat. He promotes us because. Amen. Of the responsibility that the seat accords us. So God promotes faithful people. He promotes. Amen. Those who have. You know. If you will. The backbone. The ability. The capability. Those who have become selfless. Those. Amen. Who will stand and protect the sheep against the wolf and the lions that are coming. That is the promotion that is coming. And that promotion earlier will come in all kinds of ways and shape. Amen. Promotion always come. Of course. With benefits. But when you fix your eyes on the benefit, amen, and not on the responsibility, not on the assignment, listen to this. When the wolf comes, you are going to leave the, the responsibility, you're going to leave the ship, and you find yourself running. The Bible calls them hirelings. Are you getting this, friends? Promotion is the manifestation of maturity. It's not the it's not the call to display to display status. Promotion is not the call to display status. 
have arrived. No, promotion is not about arrival. Promotion, amen, is about change, is about transformation. God said to me this morning, yes, this is the day, this is the season of promotion. And this promotion are going to come, amen, in the concept, amen, of how we understand the metaphors. In other words, we need maturity to be able to read the handwriting. We need maturity to be able to decode. Like I said, promotion will be shrouded, amen, yes, in demotion. You would have thought you've been demoted. You would have thought you've been rejected. But I told these people to, you know, to make mention of me. Here is an opportunity for you to make mention of Joseph. The scripture says they forgot. They didn't forget. Promotion comes with a kairos. If you try to promote yourself, even through using scriptures and doing the things of God, you will not move an inch. And if you try to promote yourself, amen, you can be very aware, yes, that God has a timing. But you try to promote, amen, the timing without allowing God to announce you. You're not going to go anywhere. You know why? They're doing all of that because of the assignment you are going to come into. You see, it is easy to want to say you're going to lead people, but wait until money gets into your hand. It is easy that to say, I'm never going to do that, what that person did. I will never do such a thing. Wait until you are given that position. I'm just thinking about somebody now and the name is not coming to mind, but I can picture him. He was given a position after the nation has been divided. He was given a position to lead the people of God. He ended up, amen, yes, the name is not just coming to my, to my mind. He ended up committing, amen, the, the most heinous crime in Israel. Are you getting this? Promotion has to do with the configuration, the condition of your heart. God wants to promote you, my sister, my brother. But he wants to see if indeed your heart is truly configured for that position that is coming, for that location, for that allocation. Yes, you're going to get that contract and it's going to be running into, into millions. Hello? But do you have the spiritual capacity, the competence to handle such a resource? So if they see that, yes, your heart is right, but it's not fully right enough. If we, if we add another two million to that thing, you may just fall. So what they do is they add two more years, amen, yes, to your dealings, to your training. So that, amen, by the time everything that deals with issues of money to, you know, to lead you, to lead you off the guard, to, to, to entice you, after they've dealt with all of that, they commit the things. They commit resources into you because now they can trust you. They can entrust you. God is looking for a generation of people that it can entrust. Now listen to what the Spirit of the Lord dropped drop in my heart this morning. There are opportunities that are opening up right now. 
just as in the days of Joseph, just as in the days of Daniel, just as in the days of Deborah, just as in the days yes, of Ruth, of Abigail, and all of these people, just as in the days, you understand, of Saul, there are opportunities opening up. Many of the challenges that we see, amen, you know, you know, uh, you know, panning out in our society, in our community. No, there are opportunities in disguise. And there are people right now, amen, that are being built, that are being empowered, that are being trained, amen, who are going to step into, amen, is, is a way of God, you know, promoting them. They're going to step into this field, amen, and they will start to bring a change. And God will begin to awaken, you know, others, amen, who will just you know, release resource and say, this is what we want you to do in that community. Here is money. And because these people have been trained, they have been groomed, amen. They've gone through the seasons of God. When that first million, amen, hits the account, they are not thinking of, you know, their Jeep. They are not thinking of, oh, my word, now I need to change my house. I need a bigger, I need something to befit this status. No, 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 excuse me. You are just but, oh, amen, a custodian. You are just but a steward, hallelujah. And that is the reason why God gave you what he gave you. Not because, amen, they want to basically change you is because they want to use you to change earlier the society it's because they have found in you a worthy heart i said earlier i said whatever god wants to do in the earth today god is not going to send angels to do it no angels may be sent to accompany to back us but earth has been given to men, to sons of men. If a change is going to occur in my community, if a change is going to occur in my city, if a change is going to occur in my town, if a change is going to occur in my generation, I, I want to present myself, amen. I want to present my heart. I want to present my life. I want to present, amen, men and women who have been trained, equipped, amen, yes, to bring the change because that's how God works. God will not come down to do the work. Every dime, every every rand, every dollar, every pounds, amen. Yes, that is needed to change, to build, to empower, to reinforce, amen, to transform, amen. Cities, community, nations, amen, homes, amen, are in the hand of people, earth dwellers. Heaven doesn't print money. There's enough resource on earth. The only thing is they have not found enough, amen, good heart. They have not found enough contrite heart. Hallelujah. They've not found mature people. And this leads me, amen, to the next thing that I really want to quickly draw our attention to. Where's that scripture quickly? Listen to this scripture, Galatians 4. Where is my Galatians 4? It seems I did not <clears throat> bring it. Let me let me look for it. Let me look for Galatians. Yes, I've got it somewhere here. I just saw it now. Just give me a uh, um, let's give it a few minutes because I really want us to look at this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Just quickly get this Galatians for you so you can see. And then I'm going to connect that to 
songs of Solomon. Look at Galatians 4. It says, what I'm saying is that as long as the heir is a child, in other words, immature, not developed, not grown, growth, amen, is not number, it's not physique. Growth, amen, is the quality of the state of mind, is the ability to be able to interpret times and seasons, is the ability to be able to interpret, amen, the handwriting, amen, on the wall. That is maturity. That is the growth we are looking for, is the ability, amen, to be able to make sense of the season, to be able to put two things together and see things from the eyes of God, from the perspective of God, earlier. Yes, that is the teleos that we are talking about. That is what God requires in order for them to commit resource amen position influence earlier listen how many times have people been given influence and they use it to destroy other lives how many times amen have we been given that's why jesus said amen that when you are invited amen yes to a banquet don't take the first street don't take the first row don't take the first amen seat take the back seat they're teaching us something. It's a condition of our hearts. Take the lowest part, amen. Yes. Then when the when the when the guest when the you know the uh, the, the 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 chief host, amen, sees you, he can recognize and say, Ah, that's a man of honor. Bring him or her to the front. That's my life. I don't promote myself. Everything that I do is to promote God. And when God finds a man, a man or woman that promotes him, you are always seeking to elevate him. You are always seeking, amen, seeking, amen, to, to make him know, ah, you also, amen, will be promoted. We looked at that word yesterday. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me before man, I will also be ashamed of you before my father and his holy angels. People who cannot promote Christ are immature people. It, it, these are people who have not really come to understand what life is all about, what spirituality is all about. Those are the people who run for the means and do not understand that the means is just a tool, amen, to an end. <laughs> it's like saying, it's like boasting of having money. I've got money. That guy is, is that guy is wealthy, he's rich. Oh, good. Let's see. The reflection of what you have done with your wealth, amen, is what defines your wealth. It's not the liquid cash. It's not the money you have him. It's not your net worth. It's not the, oh, this guy worth, you know, three million. You know, this guy worth, you know, three, three trillion. No, no. It's what you have done. Let me see what you have done in the life of people that have been transformed. They give us money and tools to promote an agenda. Till I die, my life will reflect an, an, an unassuming amen, character. You will never be able, you will never be able to look at me and be able to define if I'm wealthy or not. You will never. Because I will never give you that hallelujah, that privilege. I will never give you. I'm not even giving myself not to talk of giving people. I deliberately do things, amen, that puts me, that brings me into a point and a place where when you look at me, you will walk past me. You will never be able to look at me and say, wow. Because that's not how I want you to see me. 
You see, it's all about the configuration of our life. If the Lord, amen, tomorrow bless me, amen, yes, with so much money, you will never be able to identify the worth of my financial wealth, amen, based on how I look. You will never, I'm telling you, you will never be able to do that. Because I will not give you, amen, such opportunity. Yes, because we dress, like I always say, we dress to make a statement. What we do, amen, yes, comes with an agenda at the back of our mind. We are always seeking to impress. And these are all manifestations, amen, of immaturity. Paul said, I am saying this, that as long as the hair is a hair, a hair is somebody, amen, who is going to inherit. And hair, amen, is a person, amen, is the next of kin to take, amen, the place of authority, to take the place of power, to take the place of royalty, to take the place of the estate, is an heir. As long as the heir is a child, Are you seeing something? As long as the heir is a child. He is no different. Some translations say he is no better than a slave. I hope you understand that what Paul is talking about here is not, you know, a physical position it's not a physical condition it's a state of mind a slavery is a state of mind is a mindset listen they say it's no better than a slave a slave can be very lanky in fact most slaves amen are huge you know massive big but they are limited in what they can do they are limited in the position earlier, yes, of, of execution. They are limited, amen, in how, in fact, they are limited in how they can think. In fact, what makes slave is the fact that the master has so dealt with that slave that that slave no longer see anything worthy and worth living for except to serve the master. That's slavery. You know what I said? Slavery is a system of dehumanizing people to think like animals. Slavery is a system of dehumanizing people. Is a system, amen, of making people feel, look, and believe that they are unable they are incapable as long as the hair is the next of king he's gonna take amen the it is gonna take the next position of leadership of leading a nation but this heir though 40 at age but still amen have the mindset the belief system the paradigm of a slave you will <laughs> listen 
it's easy to you know to dismiss this message and say no 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 I, I understand but every one of us every one of us particularly if you're an African every one of us amen has got an iota of a slavery mindset every one of us including me so don't think I'm saying something no no everyone including me we have amen yes many of us have been able to deal with it to a certain degree but I tell you there are still there are still you know residue of this mindset and it impacts amen our life through amen the way we respond through the way we look at things through the way we act through the way amen we even believe in fact many concept of the church we are building in Africa, amen, in the name of kingdom and apostolic, amen. I tell you, when you scrutinize with the prophetic eyes, you will see, amen, yes, the, the residue of slavery mindset. The way we conduct ourselves, the our worship, even the things that we try to do to, amen, to Proof to people that no, we're free. In fact, it buttresses our slavery mindset. <laughs> when I look at some of our leaders, you understand, particularly those you understand who now you know have uniforms. Back in the day, the uniform is a suit. Today, the uniform, amen, is a sutana. Is this overall? Maybe it's a purple one. Maybe it's a white one. All right. And our dressing, the way you know, the, the way we carry ourselves. For anyone who has sight, can see uh, this one. And for those, you know, so I'm not just talking about, you know, yes, you know, church people. For those who are in the marketplace, the way, amen, yes, we do business. How, how, how we, we interact, how we interchange, amen. How, you know, how, how, how we promote our business, the, 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 the way we interact, the way we handle money, amen. The things we buy with money, hallelujah. How we define our worth, our reflection of a slavery mindset. I will go further to say, Many of our apostles in the church today who all, who, all, who all want to be a doctor, you understand? Not because they've gone to school to study, amen, for a doctorate, but they just want, amen, a doctor to be added to their name. In fact, is a manifestation of slavery. What does that mean? It means that we suffer, amen, from what I call identity deficiency. The way we act in our homes, the way we want to, amen, yes, you know, we, we want to be treated, the way we want to treat our spouse is a reflection of slavery. It's all over the world, but I'm talking about Africa. It's very rife. Slavery, amen, is what we inherited, hallelujah, from the fall. When man, hallelujah, yes, ate that fruit in the garden, it became they became slaves. The enemy just institutionalized it and further perpetuated, amen, through Europe, amen, yes, coming to Africa and doing all those nonsense that they did. And that's why till today, 
when a white man and a black person, a, man, a black man or black woman, when they're in a, in a particular place, and you just do some societal, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, psychological survey, you will see that the way people will relate, even amen, in 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 a restaurant, the way amen, a waiter will. You know, no matter how they have been trained, how they have been cultured, that you respect everyone that comes in. I'm telling you, the way a waiter, amen, will respond to a black person will be totally different from the way they respond to a white person. It's ingrained. And only the true church, you see, as I'm saying it now, only the true church has the ability, the capacity to deal with that demon. It's in the mind. I know certain people who will go to certain places. They will not go to other places. Who will buy certain things. The same thing. But they will not buy it in certain environment. Because now they live in the free world. <laughs> I know people who have bought their life into, in, into debts. Just because they want to mix with certain class. Certain, you know, people. In the name of, I'm free. And in fact, they are reinforcing their enslavement. <laughs> you don't get to be free until you are truly in Christ. Until the, the life, the mind, the mind of Christ. They say, let this mind be in you. I'm buttressing this and I'm enforcing this because of the next thing I want to say. Where's that scripture? Let's go back to... Uh, uh, um, Let's go back to Songs of Solomon. <laughs> I seem to be all scattered today. I'm not sure what's going on. Where is my Songs of Solomon 8 8 now? I can find it. thought I saw the songs of Solomon but I cannot find it again okay let's look for it again all right songs of Solomon because what we're dealing with amen Galatians of course you, you can you, you can conclude that for me what we're dealing in Galatians for is about the issue of maturity right now they use amen that as long as a child remains an heir is no it's no different from a slave even though he's amen he's the owner of course by rights by birth he's the owner of everything he is still subject to guidance and 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 trustees until now look at this until the day that is something i would have loved to really emphasize until the day his father appoints all right maybe before i go to songs of solomon i should quickly just highlight that a bit until the day is father appoint. Now, which is that? What's that day the father appoints? What is the day his father has appointed? What is that day our father has appointed? The day our father can attest that we have come of age. The day our father, amen, sees that, amen, we are able, yes, to live life through what I call the power of initiative. The day where amen, our father watches how we interact, how we, you know, we, 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 we deal with things, how we deal with people, how we interact with even those that are slaves. 
the way uh, the, the day our father sees how we eat on the table amen how we dress how we look amen the day our father begins to see responsibility accountability amen loyalty amen commitment to the throne to the leadership the day our father begins to see that we have a heart for the ship like david then that day we are ready to lead are you get what i'm saying they say until the day until the day or the date that his father has set there's a day god has set for our promotion friends do you know that day i don't know that day but i need to remain faithful and be committed you see i'm very committed to what i'm doing the past few months of my life has been very very traumatic in fact Sometimes I ask myself, how do you get up in the morning? How do you do it? How do you, how do you keep coming and keep declaring this thing? You know what? My mind, my eyes is set for the joy that was set before him. Not like I've, I've got a thousand followers. Not like, you know, I've got, you know, no, but I'm committed to that one man. I'm committed to that two women. I'm committed to that three, to that four. Amen. I'm committed to those few. Amen. Who feel, who believe that what this man is saying, amen, is changing them, is transforming them, is equipping them, is giving them a sense of hope. I'm committed, amen, to that 12. Just like Jesus was committed to the 12. That is faithfulness. And that is what God looks at when is ready to promote. Come rain, come sun. Good weather, bad weather. Amen. No matter how I feel, amen. If God tells me that day you've got to broadcast, I have to broadcast. If I don't broadcast, it means that you understand I'm dealing with things beyond my control. But I do not allow my circumstance to dictate to define to me what to do and I can tell you it's not easy but nobody has called us to an easy life <laughs> God didn't call us amen. he said my yoke is easy it's a yoke have you ever seen an easy yoke have you seen the, the yoke that is called easy so I can buy one easy yoke hello has anybody seen easy yoke can you tell me where they sell easy yoke Go ask, amen, yes, the cattle, the cow. They will tell you that, amen, or the donkey, that the yokes are not, they are not easy. They are meant, amen, yes, for you to follow a particular path. They, you, can't, you can't bend your neck. Isn't, hello, <laughs> let me wish you speak a bit about yoke. <laughs> when there's a yoke on your on your neck, eh, you don't go this way. I just want to do my own thing. No, 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 no. You know when you overstretch, your neck will go crack. You you don't want you don't want your neck to crack. Eh, a yoke keeps you eh, focused. Hello. A yoke keeps you focused. When you have a yoke on your neck, amen. Eh, you keep focus. That animal, that moon keeps focus, amen, and continue, amen, to, to what? To plow, amen, the path for the seed. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burdens are light. Have you seen a, a burden that is light before? Only in Christ. 
light burden. So, so if it's light, why do you call it a burden? A burden is a weight. A burden, amen, is pain. And say, well, what is light? You've got to understand what the Lord is saying. <laughs> I, you know, I just love to look at the scripture in, you know, in those concepts. My yoke is easy, my body is light. Who wants an easy, where do you get an easy yoke? What makes the yoke easy and what makes the burden light is when your will is being swallowed by his will. When God's will, hallelujah, has consumed, has swallowed your will, that's how, amen, people like Daniel were able, amen, to be dancing in the fire. You see, they've been swallowed. Amen. When, amen, the intentions of God for a nation, hallelujah, has consumed you, that is what keeps you going. Amen. You have or you don't have abundance or you don't have, you continue to show up and do what is required of you. But as long as you are a child, even though you have this all revelation of the kingdom, hallelujah, we are the sons of God. Amen. We are the champion. You can proclaim and declare, but as long as you are not able to bear, amen. Yes, what sonship is required? Sonship is a call, amen. Yes, to bear the challenge, the burdens of the kingdom. That's sonship. Sons are those that the father can trust any hour, any time of the day. The Bible talks talk, told her about um, a, a father who has two sons. He called one. He said, go do this. Do, go do this job for me. He said, I will do it, daddy. Only for him to turn away and never did it. He called the other one. Who says he was not going to do it and he went and do the job. Jesus is very good in using this concept to teach us. The concept of the prodigal son. What makes him a prodigal? It's not for the fact that he's young. It's for the fact that he's, amen, he's selfish. Hello? He's selfish. The context, amen, of that, you know, young boy, amen, yes, is selfishness. He wants his father's thing. Even before the father dies. He wants to enter into, amen, inheritance when, amen, the time and the season for maturity has not arrived. He squander, amen, the wealth of his father, just like many today are squandering the grace of God, the gift of God, amen. They're squandering the talent, they're squandering the time, everything God has given to them to empower and to build others. They're squandering it. After all, my father is wealthy. My father is rich. That's an immature church. That's a delinquent church. And we have them all around in thousands. Delinquent church. Delinquent leaders. Delinquent ministries. Squander everything. Make a, make a mess of the things of God. You know, destroy the whole place and leave it for us to come and clean their mess. But there are sounds too. <laughs> are you getting the point? A 
as long as the heir remains, he remains a child. Let's go back to that scripture then now. We're going to be done quickly. <clears throat> Look at that. As the hair, listen to this. Let's take it again from the, the beginning. What I'm saying is that as long as the hair is a child, it's not different from a slave, although he is the owner amen, of everything, of everything, is subject to guidance and to trustees until the date or the day set by his father. Then that leads me to the next scripture. Songs of Solomon 8.8. 8. Mighty waters cannot quench love. Now, now this is beautiful because in, in the songs of Solomon, amen, we see a dimension of an apostolic, amen, yes, culture, an apostolic, amen, lifestyle. Because this is not just about, oh, you know, you know, uh, uh, you know, eros love. This is not erotic love, amen. This is a love that is a metaphor calling us to maturity, calling us to a point and a place where we are able, amen, to understand the nature of the day so we can grow and, and, and fulfill, if you will, our responsibility. Mighty, amen, mighty waters cannot quench love. You know that, I know that. But when we are faced with situation, I tell you, it's like, <laughs> there are waters quenching our love. Mighty waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot, amen, sweep it away. This thing is, 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 is ingrained, amen, is built, is established, amen. It's a culture, a value system that defines, amen, who we are, what we are. When we talk about love, we're talking about, amen, the agape. I told you that love is not a thing. Love is not some feeling. Love is not some idea, amen. No, love is not utopia. Love is a person. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We get married and we bring our idea of love. And we pollute and corrupt and destroy the entire order of God. What God wants to build through two people coming together. Our selfish interest and selfish idea. Our false humanistic idea. Amen. Put everything into a hold and into total a waste. In the name of love. Friends. Society today are being wrecked because people have a wrong definition of what love is. There can never be a definition and understanding of love without the understanding of truth. Because love is not complete except amen, there is a, a full understanding of what truth is. Because truth is what birth love. An emotion, a feeling, amen, does not exist without a mission. Did you hear me? An emotion or a feeling. The feeling we want to gain, the, the, the expression, amen, of, of, if you will, joy and fulfillment we want to gain from our spouse earlier. Yes, is directly connected to an assignment. 
You remove the equation of the assignment and all you want, amen, is a rose. All you want, amen, yes, is some flower. All you want, amen, is just some nice word. Listen to this. You will end up in a place of destruction because the enemy is going to use that very thing to kill somebody, to destroy somebody. The, the joy and fulfillment that is derived, amen, in any relationship is because of the corporate understanding of the mission or vision of those two people coming together. I don't understand why people still cannot understand this, cannot get it. Sex will not give you fulfillment. It may give you temporal pleasure. Money will not give you fulfillment. Say, oh, no, <laughs> listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says it's better to live on the rooftop, a rooftop of a house than to live with a nagging woman. A nagging woman is a woman, amen, who does not understand or appreciate the value of why God placed a man, amen, in her life. When you allow the world system to define to you how you view either the male man or, or the woman, amen, you will never be fulfilled, amen, in anything, including especially in the things that you believe God has called you to do. Because the man will never be able to satisfy you. Neither will the woman will be able to, amen, fulfill you. Our fulfillment does not come from what we gain, amen, through our self, selfish or self-interest. Love is designed to be selfless. The fulfillment, amen, of love is, hallelujah, is based and built, amen, on the vision, on the desire, on the mandate that God wants, amen, such a love to carry out. Oh God, help me. Mighty waters cannot quench love. I'm just on that point, amen. Rivers cannot sweep it away. Listen, if a man were to give all the wealth of his house for love, now you begin to understand, they must be talking about something else. Not the love we know. If a man would give all the wealth of his house for love, listen, his offer would have been utterly scorned, rejected. You can't buy love. How many times we've been, we've, we've, we've been trying to buy it? We've been trying to buy love. Amen? By looking at the man. This man will make me happy. This woman will make me happy. There is nothing like that. What makes you happy, amen, is your ability to identify that you are called along. That you have been joined, amen, amen, based on a divine mandate and purpose. That is what keeps people together. The secondary thing that we derive, amen, yes, from relationship is what two people were able to share in terms of their, you know, their intimacy. That intimacy must be connected to something greater that not even death can separate. Oh God, help me. I've shared all of that because if I go to verse 8, and continue to talk about we have a little sister and she has no breast like i said yesterday many people may not understand the context of what we're talking about because the context here amen is that god wants to raise a company of people who will mature who will come of age who will be responsible amen in carrying in shouldering amen yes the interests of god and the interests amen of of the kingdom of god 
And they are using, amen, this concept as a metaphor to explain to us. Just like Jesus will use metaphor to explain, amen, yes, a greater revelation of his kingdom or of his essence, of his person. So this is what, amen, songs of, you know, uh, Solomon is doing. Solomon is very good, amen, in this thing. That's why, amen, he's called a teacher. That's why, amen, yes, God gave him wisdom. This is wisdom in expression. So it's important that we understand verse 7 in order to be able to, you know, uh, uh, really appreciate and see the dilemma, amen, in, in verse 8. Yes, many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. The entire wealth of a person cannot buy love. But here is the challenge. We have a little sister. Because what the transaction, amen, the transaction that is going to take place, amen, in, in, in verse 8, amen, is, is going to be, amen, if you will, is going to be qualified by how we understand, you know, verse 7. It's about love. But this love is not something, amen, that you can imprint, that you can buy. It's not something that you can force. We have a sister. And by now, I'm sure you know that that sister is a church. That sister, amen, is a is a is a is a is a is a type of a life, amen. Is a type of a being. Is a group of people, yes. But they are using the word sister because, amen, we are supposed to be, amen, fruit producer. We're supposed to be proof producers. We're supposed to be, amen, bringing forth. We're supposed to be yielding. In fact, in the beginning, in the order of the beginning, one of the mandates, hallelujah, in Genesis is to what? Is to be fruitful. Fruitfulness is part, amen, of the commission of man to creation. Be fruitful and do what? Multiply. Only in this work generation we want to see man, amen, who declare that, amen, they can get pregnant. Only a work society will wake up and say we want to change the order of God. Thank God for the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. That is bringing some sense into the mind of crazy people. <laughs> a man is a man. A woman is a woman. God help us. Let's go on. We have a little sister. And our breasts are yet to grow. Some translations say our breast is yet to be formed. What shall we do? For, her, for our sister. On the day she is spoken forth. You need to understand. You need to be able to interpret what they are saying here. The word spoken forth is in the day she's been taken, amen, for marriage, for proposal, all right? Somebody's coming, amen, to want to marry our sister. But our sister's got a problem. She's not growing. She's not maturing. The maturity, amen, is not evidence. Have you met certain people that say, oh, I've, I'm, 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 I'm mature. Maturity is not the revelation you proclaim you have. Maturity, amen, is displayed through a lifestyle. Maturity must be seen by their fruits. You will know them. So, are you seeing how I'm linking, you know, uh, uh, Songs of Solomon 8 to Galatians, amen? It's the same thing they are saying. In two different ways, but the same thing. Yes. You're a hare. You are the next of king. But guess what? You are still a child. You're not a child in age, but you're a child in your way of thinking. Therefore, you're no better than a slave. It's the same dilemma here. What are we going to do to our sister, for our sister, Emma? Because they're coming for her. 
Somebody wants a head in marriage, but she has no breast. How is she going to produce? How is she going to be able to feed? How is she be able to express maturity? Because back in the days, amen, these features are expressions of maturity. Oh yes, I understand that <laughs> we have kids today who are, who are so grown, you know, in terms of their physique. But they are still like children, babies, you know, still drinking milk, you know, drinking milk. So it's important that we look at that. But the point here is we have a little sister and her breasts are yet to be to grown. What shall we do? That's the point. What are we gonna do? The brothers are concerned. What are we going to do about this immaturity? About this lack of growth? What are we going to do? Now look, 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 look at what this guy said. Look at, look at, look at what they said. What shall we do, amen, for our sister in the day that she's spoken of? Verse 9 says, If she's a wall, we will build a tower of silver upon her. Is that the right thing to do? If she's a door... We will enclose her with a panel of cedars. We will shut her in. Excuse me. Is that what needs to be done? Of course not. So you see, if we also do not understand, amen, the nature of the problem and what is required in terms of solution, we may just be doing the wrong thing. And I think that is what we've been doing, amen, as a body of Christ. There's a problem. Many of us, amen, particularly in the apostolic, have been able to diagnose the problem. Here is a problem. Well, what is the solution? <laughs> Listen to what they call what, what they call the solution. They said, if she is a wall. <laughs> We will build a tower of silver upon her. In other words, we will amen, prevent people from going into her. We will, we will keep her. We will close her and we will enclose her. If she's a door, I would have assumed that being a tower amen, and being a door should be a reflection amen, to gain access, to be able to have a vision, to be able to see into what is coming and to be able to amen, give access. Nobody said we will close her up. This is why I'm saying that God is speaking to us in this season through what is known as a prophetic metaphor. This is the metaphor. Only the wise will be able to interpret and understand and relay what the Spirit of God, amen, is, 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 is drawing out from this. Anybody can look at this and, and want to deduce whatever they want to deduce. No, but as a prophet, I'm saying that God is speaking to us, amen, that we need to know how to deal with the issues of immaturity because God wants to promote us. God wants to elevate us and God wants to announce, amen, yes, the arrival of his kingdom through our life, but he's not going to do it when we are immature, when we are a self selfish and self-centered and when we have brothers, amen, who really do not know how to engage their sister in terms of preparing her building her and making her ready the call of the church amen is first of all to be a bride of Christ and also to prepare the bride they say amen all things are ready the bride has made herself ready we have to be a bride that is ready we have to be a church amen that is ready but we cannot be ready if we don't know the nature of what we need to be ready for you get my point? If we don't know what we need to be prepared for, how can we be ready? 
If we don't know what is coming, if we don't know the nature of the days we have been brought into, if we don't know, amen, yes, the kind of marriage, amen, they are calling us into, how can we truly be ready? We cannot presume. We're not called to assume. And that's why we need elders at the gate. That's why we need mature people in the house. That's why we need amen, people who can train. We need tutors. Amen. We need guidance. We need kingdom apostolic minded people. We need people that will tell us the truth and not just tell us what we want to hear. We need people that will correct us, that will rebuke us, amen. Yes, if it's required. Because that is what Mordecai, amen, was to Esther. For Esther to be ready, amen, yes, to defend, to promote our people. Remember, the context is God is bringing us into a day of what? Of, of promotion. God wants to promote us. But guess what? If Esther have refused to be trained, amen. If Esther have refused the dealings of Mordecai, if Esther have refused to go through, amen, those periods, you understand, of removal, those period, yes, yes, of circumcision, those period, yes, you understand, of, of threshing, those period, amen, of perfuming, of cleansing and washing, amen, through the auspice of Mordecai, do you think that she would have become a, a queen? She didn't become a queen just because she was the best in town. She became a queen because she allowed herself to be prepared through the auspice, through the ministry, amen, of her uncle. And then, hallelujah, she became a, king, a queen because, amen, God was going to use her. You see, if she never went through all that she went through, all of those things she went through, amen, had built an experience, amen, of how God deals, of how God promotes, so that when she got to the position of authority, that position didn't get into her head because she knew how she got there. She was willing. They said, you've been brought to the throne earlier for such a time as this. If you refuse to do what needs to be done, help will come from somewhere else. She knew better, amen, why she was placed there. She wasn't just placed there because she was the most beautiful woman in town. She knew that it's not just about her gift. Yes, she's got a gift. Yes, she's got a talent. Yes, she's got beauty. But she understood why she had all of that, was to save her people. I don't think the church today really truly understand why she exists. And that's where we're goofing around. We're making all kinds of terrible mistakes. We're falling here and there. We're being distracted here and there. Because, amen, the vision, the purpose, the agenda, the intentions of God for our promotion, amen, was not clear. And this is the thing the Spirit of God, amen, is hammering on in this season. So it's time to grow. It's time to stop being a little sister. It's time, amen, to stop, amen, yes, uh, 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 allowing the enemy, yes, to keep us in that status quo of a mindset and say, but you're still a little sister. A day where we are being spoken for, a day where we are almost being given out in marriage is coming. A day where we are called to represent, because listen to this, marriage is not some, you know, uh, uh, wishy-washy, hallelujah, you know, praise God idea where today you marry tomorrow, you can decide to move, move on. No, no. Marriage is God bringing, amen, through grace, to, you know, to 
powerful, amen, intentions together. It's a place of the combination of grace and giftings, amen, for the advancement of his intentions and purposes in the earth. It's not, it's not just about sex. It's not just about your good pleasure. It's not just about what you want. No, it's about God's divine intention. A day is coming. Our little sister, amen, she's not ready. She's not prepared. We need to begin to, amen, train her, equip her, build her up so that in the day she's spoken of, she's ready. Hallelujah. When they were to look for a wife for Isaac, you just see the scenario, you just see the scene. When the servant of Abraham saw, was her, her name was Abigail, when they saw her by the, you know, by the well. Look at, look at the character this lady showed. She said, I'm not only going to give you water to drink, but I'm also going to feed, amen. Yes, I'm going to feed your entire camel. I will give your entire camel water to drink. You know how long that was going to take her? Back in those days, the wells are deep. And she was going to, amen, yes, give all the entire camel. She was doing that not because she was, she wanted to gain something. Oh God, help me. I'm talking about, amen, prophetic metaphor. She didn't even know that she was being tested. She didn't even know that she was, amen, indeed setting herself up for promotion. She didn't know. She thought, oh God, help me here. I'm excited all by myself in the studio. In a world where we have selfish women. Selfish church. Selfish women, selfish church reflect, amen, the selfish condition of society. I'm not making this about women this morning. I'm just preaching. I'm just teaching the word of God. We have a sister. If she's a sister, she, she cannot be he. <laughs> you understand this? So all, all the sisters, all the ladies watching me, please pardon me for today. Let me just, you know, you know, land this message. Selfishness, self-centeredness is the number one destroyer of God's intention in a relationship. Hallelujah. We have a sister. She's immature. That's what it means. She has no breast. And the brother who ought to have insight and understanding that our sister is supposed to be a war. Have you read in the book of Songs of Solomon that the breast is in fact symbolic of a war? It represents, amen, yes, protection, defense. Women are known to be powerful, to be warriors, to be defenders. You don't want to mess up with a man, a woman who has an understanding. You don't want to mess with a woman who has a man, a vision, who knows what it means, amen. Yes, to be a true support, to be a man, an administrator, a manager of the things of God. You don't want to mess with them. They'll fight you to the tooth. But a woman that is not mature, that does not understand identity, why she exists. She'll be looking for identity in all kinds of things. She'll be looking for, you understand? Yes. Uh, uh, uh. If you will, connection. 
she she's trying to find her voice in all kinds of things that don't really that don't matter the lord is speaking to us rebecca understood what it means to serve she fed the cattle the the the, the, the camels she didn't even know that she's she's to be spoken of. Her aunt is to be taken in marriage to a man, a heir of Abraham, to one that, in fact, his life will be a reflection, a typology of Jesus. Oh God! Do you know that Isaac was a typology of Jesus in the Old Testament? Isaac was the very reflection of humility. The same Isaac that the father put a wood on his head and said, let's go worship the Lord. A three days journey amen, to a place, one of the mountains in Moriah. God has a plan for us there. We're there. Father, where is the, where is, where is the lamb for sacrifice? Well, the Lord will provide. Build an altar. Put the wood there. Isaac lay down. Daddy, what did you say? I said, lay down on the altar. Give me your hands, your two hands. Lay down. Your two feet together. God help me. And here is Abraham with his hand on the face of his son, the knife in his hand. God help me. And to Abraham, Isaac was already dead. That is the kind of manhood God is calling our generation into. God is calling a people that understand. Listen, true manhood must be birthed from a heart. That is committed to God. Not the world defining to you how to be a man. I want my children, I want my son to see manhood in me. In the way I serve the living God. You're not preparing your children just because you give them the best of education. That's good. Not because you left them some, you know, millions in the account. That's good. Not because, amen, you, 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 you give them whatever they want. That's good. No, you prepare them, amen, by showing them how you build altar. How you call upon the name of Yahweh. Because listen, your life is going to be the best education they're going to have. You have to keep engaging them. Listen, if Abraham was not engaging Isaac, remember, Abraham could have spoiled Isaac. I mean, he's the promised one. He's the promised son. He's the one he's been waiting for all these years, all those journey, all those trainings that Abraham went through, all those tests was because of Isaac. Here is the promise. Here is the promotion. Here is the blessing. God says, now I've given it to you. Can you give it back to me?
Isaac was truly a trained, obedient child. And by the way, Isaac was not three years old, four years old, five years old. Tradition actually said that Isaac was around 16, 18. He was a grown teenager. But he trusted his father. You know, he could, he could fight his father. He could say, no, I'm not going to allow you to kill me. And he would have jeopardized the entire order. Oh God, help us to have kids, children, family homes. That when a man will speak, obedience will be the next response. Isaac, listen. And as he took, his father took the knife. And was about to slay the throat of his own son. What do you have that has not been given to you? Why do you behave as if you did not receive it? It's a message for the church today, friends. I'm saying God is speaking to us through this powerful prophetic metaphor. Do you know that your life is a metaphor? Everything that you are, that you do, the car you have, amen. The church you're running, hallelujah. The home you have, everything that you think you have that gives you some sense of, you know, security, identity, belongs to God. And God will be looking at how you respond when he comes, when he allows certain things, amen, to happen. I mean... The life of Job was a metaphor, a prophetic metaphor. I'm saying in this season, God will be hiding his dealings. Amen. Yes, his voice, his messages through all kinds of circumstances. If you are not open, if your eyes of understanding are not enlightened to see beyond the veneer, to see beyond the circumstance, you are going to make bad investment. You're going to make bad decisions. You would have fought God. You would have challenged God. You would have rejected God. Amen. Just because you felt pain. Just because something, amen, sound contradictory. And you would have said no. Like Peter said no. Nothing unclean has ever touched my lips. I will not kill and eat. No. Peter, you do not call what I have cleansed unclean. Where was Peter when God was cleaning it? He had no idea. It was nobody knows. <laughs> Peter looked at it and said, No, no, this is unclean. No, no, no. I'm a true Jew. We don't touch anything unclean. We don't eat anything unclean. Is that so, Peter? You were fast asleep when I claimed this thing. Can you identify what God has cleansed from what is not clean? Can you truly identify, amen, the cleanse, the mature from the immature? Or are you going to use your idea and theology, amen, to measure? Is that not what we do? My friends, God has shifted, God has moved. We need to be able to see God in a new height, in a new pedestal. That's why they say, come to the heel of the Lord. Who will come to the heel of the Lord? Well, if we're not making our journey to the heel of the Lord, we will remain in the dealings and the experience of yesterday and we will use that to judge what God is saying today. And we would have, amen, yes, done ourselves a disservice. 
Because God is not where amen, he was yesterday. The, the dealings and the experience of God amen, in your life for yesterday was only good for yesterday. That's why it's called daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. You've got to have a daily experience. Maturity is about you going back to him. Maturity, outside devotion, amen, is just ceremony. It's just another religion. You can be very good. You can be very, amen, uh, 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 you know, resourceful. You know, you can be very relevant yesterday. But that was yesterday. It's a brand new day. Daily, it awakens me. There is a fresh awakening upon the body of Christ today. We have to know Christ in a new light. The eyes of your understanding to be enlightened. We have to see what God is doing today. We have to understand the demand, the requirement of God, the standard of God for the day. So we don't box him in the experience of yesterday. We don't want to box God in the experience of yesterday. That is a slavery mentality. A slavery mentality, all right? Is a mentality that is afraid, you understand, to invest into the unknown. A slavery mentality, amen, comes into an abundance and you say, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to build a wall. You see, because uh, I've suffered long enough. <laughs> I have suffered long enough. This one that God has brought me to this place, <laughs> let, let's just build a wall around it. As a slavery mentality. A slavery mentality, amen, does not seek to explore. A slavery mentality, amen, does not seek to look at the next thing God wants to do. A slavery mentality, you understand, yes, gets a seed, maybe make a bit of harvest out of that, amen, and then eat the rest. You see, because I've always been in need. I've always suffered. So... I'm not going to give. I'm not going to sow. No. If I sow this, what am I going to eat? That's how a slave amen, thinks. What am I going to eat tomorrow? If I sow this one that I have now. No. A slave is forever thinking of his, his tummy, his stomach. Amen. It's, it's the gospel of stomach. His Bible said their, their belly has become their God. That's why I told you, amen, when you look at all these men of God and all these crazy things, not just men of God, even politicians, they will tell you, no, we want to help you. We want to, we want to liberate you from, you know, you know, from poverty. No, no, no. They want to liberate their stomach. Don't be fool for it. Don't let, you see, human nature is the same. Be color, be it white, be it brown, be it green. Human nature, earlier is the same. They will use your need, yes, to, to clamp on you, to, to hold you, yes. They know what is going on in the colored community, so they go for the colored community. They know where, amen, yes, the message is. They, they use that. They know when we talk about that thing, you steer the emotions of the color. When we talk about this thing, you steer the emotions of, you know, of, you know, of the blacks. When we talk about this thing, you steer the emotions of the Indians. When we talk about this, you steer the emotions, you know, of the whites. It's a psychology. If any man be in Christ is a new creation. We have to understand that our identity, hallelujah, is reflected in the nature of the life we have in the shared covenant we have in Christ Jesus, regardless of your color skin, your race, or your sex. The day of liberation and liberty 
is upon us. But we have to see it, amen, in the metaphor. We have, to, we have to see, amen, yes, our opportunity, yes, in the imprisonment. We have to see our opportunity in the limitation, in the tightness, in the need, amen, in the limitation. We have to see opportunity, hallelujah, in, in, in what the enemy says we cannot. We have to be able to see the opportunity because the opportunity is in what the Lord, hallelujah, is revealing to us. You never have or see opportunity when you are fixative, amen, on the on the obvious what did the Lord say to the children of Israel yes you can see the armies of Pharaoh coming behind you but I'm giving you a word this Egyptian army you see today you will see them no more why we look not to the things that we see I mean, it's easy to look at the scriptures and preach them. But when you find yourself in contradictions, that's when you know if indeed you truly believe or not. You know, I look around, I see opportunity all around South Africa. In the midst of this, you know, this, you know, crime, crime is rising, you know. There's, you know, this challenge, there's that challenge, there's this need, there's that. All of those needs, all right, are opportunities in disguise. But if you let somebody hijack that need to create a sense of hate in you because you think your brother from the other side of the world is the reason, then you are really still living in a mindset, amen, of a slave. And that is what our party has done. A party today, amen, yes, is dividing the minds of people. A party is still building walls within minds. A party, amen, is still using, yes, ideologies, culture, belief system, yes, to rule, to control. Till today, 89%, amen, of the resource, amen, of South Africa is still in the hands of the Buddha, of the whites, of the apartheid regime till today. The economic system, yes. The banking system, amen, is still in the hands of those people. But we say we are liberated. Who are you fooling? Which liberation are you talking about? Which liberation are we talking about? That's why, amen, those who have the understanding of the nature of the day, who understand what God is doing, and I'm not just limiting that to, amen, South Africa. It's, it's all over the continent, God is liberating us, but the people that God is going to use to liberate, amen, will be people who truly have insight, who have understanding, who have, amen, yes, the spirit of the sons, amen, of Issachar. Not only do they know what's going on, but they know what to do. You see, the children, excuse me, the brothers of this of this lady, amen, of this, uh, this woman we're tracking, amen, in, in Sons of Solomon, they didn't know what to do. They see the problem, but they didn't know what to do. Let's look at it again. Where's that scripture? Look at it. They say, what shall we do for our sister on the day she is spoken of? Verse 9. If she's a wall, we will build a tower of silver upon her. Now you're changing her. You're limiting her. You're, 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 you're basically stopping her. No, you need to help her to grow, to mature, so that by the day, amen, yes, she's spoken of, she's ready. She's ready. 
They say if she's a wall, we'll build, amen, a tower of silver upon her. If she's a door, she's supposed to be a wall and she's supposed to be a door. Door, amen, is not just there to shut you in. Door is an access to lead you out. Jesus said, I am the door. If she's a door, we will enclose her with a panel of cedar. No, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. We want to liberate her. We want to free her. We want her to go. God said to Abraham, leave your father's house. I need you to explore. I need you to go. I need you. This is who I am. That is what I've called you to, you know, to be. Yes, you are, you are an explorer. Come on, break forth. Go forth. Be fruitful. You can't be fruitful remaining where you are. You need to move out. You need to see what I'm doing. Don't block her. Don't limit her. That's a spirit, amen, that wants to limit you and cage you. That is a spirit that is walking, amen, within continent, particularly in Africa. And God is breaking that thing down, amen. God says, now it's time to rise up. It's time to take your place. It's time to fulfill your destiny. Go. Wherever you go, my presence will be there. I will bless you. Those who bless you, I will bless. Those who curse you, I will curse. God wants to do a new thing. But we want to enter into that day of maturity. We want to understand, amen, the prophetic demand of God for day. We don't want to be limited. Not by our mind. We don't want to be limited. Not by our circumstance. We don't want to be limited. Not by our skin color. Not by our sex. We don't want to be limited, hallelujah. Not by our tradition. Not by, amen, the kind of church that we are building. We want to rise up, hallelujah, and fulfill feel God's prophetic mandate for our life as a generation amen as a company of people we want to be a people who are highly resourced empowered and graced by heaven so we rise up this morning and we say father may your kingdom come we declare in the name of Jesus, let your spirit once again rest upon us as we walk in obedience and surrender to the process of your dealing. We declare that we grow. This is how we come of age, friends. Listen, coming of age in Christ is not the end of the age. It's not, excuse me, it's not the end of the world. It's the beginning of the fulfillment, amen, of our mandate, of our ministry. The Bible says the call of the fivefold is to prepare, to equip the saints. When saints are equipped, amen, with the resource, with the capacity, with the grace, they come to what is called, amen, into the full stature of Christ. The full stature of Christ is not about rapture. The full stature of Christ is to step into a day where we are able to function, hallelujah, in the authority, in the power, amen, in the anointing that is able to break boundaries and break limitations and bring forth, amen the intentions of God in the earth we don't begin ministry from an immature level we don't begin ministry, amen, from a position where our sister has no breast. We don't begin ministry. We don't function in ministry, amen, that, amen, even though we're supposed to be here, but we are a child. That's no ministry. What kind of a ministry are you going to be doing? Jesus functioned in ministry from a position of maturity. By the time he came, by the time he came out of the water, the Bible says the heavens were open. Three and a half years, the job was done. That is what ministry is. That is what God wants to do in our day. That is what God is doing in Africa. 
more than ever before you're going to be seeing earlier an acceleration of a of a mindset amen of a people who have the understanding who have the resource and the capacity because God has found them faithful God will be releasing hallelujah capacity resource amen financial wealth into our hands to begin to build things hallelujah you think China was fast in terms of development, wait until you begin to see the kind of things that will be coming out of Africa, out of the continent of Africa, from the same place you call the dark, the dark world, the dark age, the dark society, the dark continent, from the same place that you have thought, can anything good come out of this place? They say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Huh? Come on, now God is saying, I'm releasing my grace, I'm releasing mercy, I'm releasing redemption, yes, into the continent, I'm awakening the people who will go forth in my name because I have embraced bold in them, have empowered them, and because they have embraced the spirit of humility, they will represent my intention, they will walk in my power, they will walk in my glory, my anointing will go before them and break every yoke, the yoke of their past will not be able to stop them, I will destroy, I will nullify, yes, kings for their sake, because this is the time, this is the day to rise and to shine for the light of God, come on friends, hallelujah, father we thank you, we glorify your name, hallelujah, we celebrate your voice. We celebrate your comings. We celebrate your declarations upon our day, upon our life. We thank you, Father, for what your spirit is doing right now. Oh, Father, we thank you. We glorify your name. Bless your name, Jesus. Oh, no, we glorify you. Thank you for the steering, oh God. Thank you, Lord, that we are coming of age. We are maturing. Yes, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your multitudes of love right now. Yes, that is overwhelming our heart. That is preparing us and making us ready hallelujah to become a people in the earth thank you father for the promotion hallelujah of your purposes thank you spirit of god that in this new day oh god we are awake with the sound of your spirit and we go forth hallelujah thank you spirit of god thank you lord that we are coming to your hill we're coming to your mountain we're coming to the place of your glory arise and shine for your light has come the glory of the lord is resting upon you Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, my God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, friends. Lay, lay hands on yourself and begin to steer yourself in the spirit. Come on. Let there be a steering of your heart. Promotion. Promotion. I hear it in my spirit. God is going to promote the work of your hand because he has found you worthy and faithful. God is going to promote, yes, your position to that elevated realm where you are able to lead people into the place of God's divine intention. This is why God is going to promote you because you being in that position, that key strategic position is going to bring deliverance. It's going to bring healing. It's going to bring restoration. It's going to bring the people out of poverty. Listen, there are people who have what it takes to lead throngs of people out of bondage. Thank you, Father. I thought I was done. There is a there is a Moses kind of people right now, a Davidic kind of people. This will have what you call governmental capacity to lead a throng of people out of bondage. 
You know, many of us, we will try, maybe we'll lead five, ten, maybe twenty. But there are people who God has given this kind of grace, this kind of capacity, this kind of ability. You understand? When they engage the pharaohs, when they engage, amen, you understand? The prince of darkness, they have the ability to bring out a whole nation, a whole generation out of bondage. They say, rise up. 38 years you've been at this spot complaining nobody to push you rise up they have the ability to give strength to feeble knees they have the ability to give sight for people to begin to see hallelujah possibilities even in places where people have said it's dead we're, we're, we're touching those dimensions right now and we're praying for such people. Some of you, you're already been positioned, you're already been keyed all right, in strategic places. You've got to know why heaven placed you there. Stop complaining. Stop complaining. It's time to rise up. Hallelujah. And say, Lord, I take my place over this position, over this realm. You are strategically placed there as a gatekeeper. You're strategically placed, yes, in that office, in that company, come on, in that community, in that organization for a reason. Yes, stop saying, I'm not, I don't have what it takes. No, you do have what it takes because God, earlier, Christ is your king. God wants to use you to shift things. Listen to this. If you don't occupy your, your place, the enemy is going to take advantage and that's how you see all of the destructions that we have seen in the world all of the evil that has been perpetrated is because somebody refused amen to occupy their place or somebody refused to see amen yes the importance of that position in terms of changing and transforming society so the enemy just took it over yes and now you're complaining no stop complaining god is shifting things god is changing things yes stop saying you cannot you're a gideon hallelujah you have what it takes god is calling you yes you can begin to shift things and change things amen you can begin to dislodge and and overpower in fact and conquer the midianites hallelujah you say just with lanterns and oil just with lanterns oh yes if god can do it for for gideons if god can do it with gideon that gideon earlier was able to defeat amen the midianite with lanterns and with trumpets god can do it he can use your gift he can use earlier whatever it is in your hand they say what is in your hand everything god has given to us amen yes is an instrument to fast track to advance god's intention hallelujah what i have is my mouth i'm using it what has god given to you what is there in your hand to say what is there in your hand god wants to use that thing to promote his intention all god needs to do is to breathe upon that thing oh hallelujah we honor you lord we bless you, Lord. We thank you. What a day. What a word. Two and a half hours, friends. What, what, what a declaration this morning. Father, we thank you. We rejoice over you, even as you rejoice over us. Your word shall not return void. Every word declared shall bring forth fruit to the glory of your name. In Jesus' name.
Thank you once again, friends. I have spoken the mind of God. I have released heaven's intention. The ball is in your court. Would you run with this word? Would you allow this word to galvanize you, to stir a fresh fire in your heart and continue in the race, in the path? Be the best that God has designed you for. Stop getting distracted by what somebody is doing or what somebody is not doing. Look at yourself in the mirror of the word and see the best that God is bringing forth out of your life. It is well with you. Keep dreaming, keep studying, keep reigning in life and keep pressing into heaven's divine intention. And of course, keep growing because God is about to promote you for his kingdom. Hallelujah. Once again, thank you everyone. I appreciate everyone that has joined us this morning, wherever you've joined from, wherever you have connected from. It's always an honor to share a moment like this with you. Thank you. Keep praying for me, please. I do need your prayer. And if the Lord touches your heart to be a blessing to this work, why don't you think about that? Right? If you really truly want to be a blessing to us, you can do that. You can say, Lord, I, I want to touch the life of this man who's, who has been a blessing to me. I, I, I also want to reach out. So why don't you reach out to me or just be a blessing? You have every opportunity to do that. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. We'll see you again. Enjoy the rest of your uh, morning. God bless you. Bye-bye.